This is the Authentic Dating series brought to you by Ahmad and David. Where we explore what it takes to have a dating life you're excited about. Hey guys, I'm David. I'm Ahmad. And this is the Authentic Dating series. So today we've got a really exciting topic. Like mm-hmm. really, this is something we really enjoy talking about. So today's topic is about being comfortable with your sexual desires. We just felt like this is such an important topic, kind of after just our usual preamble of conversation and talking and coming together with some points. We felt this was a was a perfect topic, and it just felt like it was really pertinent to talk about today. So, inside that, you know, what what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to talk about kind of communicating your sexual desires because that obviously is incredibly important, especially in in dating and in relationships, and building connection as well as becoming comfortable with your, your own desires yourself. And also we're going to talk a little bit about um, keeping the sexual desire alive when you're in a relationship as well. Yeah, um, there's a real sense as well of like why, like, you know, why, why it's so important. Um, we didn't even really consider that before we sat down to work it through and think about like, what are we discussing? How are we discussing it? But it just became so obvious actually yeah. as we did that. Like, oh, fuck, this is... Uh, we discovered how just through talking about it, we weren't even present to it anymore, that comfort and sexual desires is foundational. Foundational. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. For all this talk of technique um, in, in, in um, sorry, someone's clapping outside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that, but uh, it put me off for a second. So, um, but yeah, it just, it, we will get into it, but it's like, it's just profound uh, how this is actually, uh, it, people rarely even discuss mm. sexual desires and they talk about technique. What do I say when I approach a woman? How do I do, do this? Where should I take them on a date? So on, so on and so forth. But then no, no talk of sexual desires. Like what, like it's, it's, but it's so key. Yeah. Like, cause you know, we're human beings. We are highly sexual um, beings. We're sexual beings as well as spiritual beings. It's like, and it's really important for deep. us all to deep, deep, you know, like deep. That message. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really, it's really important to know that actually we all, we, we want to have sex. We're programmed to have sex. We love having sex, you know, like I know I love, I love having sex. He Most of the people I, I meet do too. Um, I know Ahmad does. I've, I don't think I've ever heard him having sex, but I think he loves it too. Um, and it's just so important to be in touch with that, what, what it is your desires are, whatever they may be, and, and see how we'll kind of talk about how it's kind of communicated through how you just move through the world and how you date and run your relationships. Yeah, essentially, from, from my own experience, uh, just thinking now of like, well, why is it so important? Like we're making this into a whole topic. In fact, there's there's whole podcasts out there on this topic. And for me, I think the important thing here is just looking back at my own journey and thinking of like how I started out. Mm. Uh, whereas if you've heard in episode one, where we talk a bit about where we started in our own personal journeys, David and I had very different experiences uh, mm. growing up sexually, in our expression, in our confidence. So I was a lot more stiff in my in my expression. So I can speak from the experience of being a shook man. I was shook when it came to expressing myself sexually. I was unsure of myself. And and then so over the years, obviously I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm relaxed now. I like to think so. Just for <laughs> um, the listeners to so see you know what shook means, if you go back to our second episode, we discussed shook man. Shook is to be scared and fearful. Yeah, yeah, it's in the second episode. 
uh, we've done so many now, uh, lose track. This is number four. Is <laughs> 400, no? <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, in our second episode, we do discuss uh, Shook Man. And yeah, it's just the idea of being scared and, and whatnot. We go deeper into it there. I won't recover it here. But um, but I was shook, uh, essentially. I think everyone gets understands that. And and I was stiff. And, um, and so just thinking back, like the lack of the ability to express myself sexually just made everything difficult from introducing myself, from feeling like I could, from even looking at a woman with direct eye contact, mm. which, you know, is fucking important yep. if you want to get anywhere. Um, it, it's just, it, it just inhibit, it inhibits everything uh, every step of the way. I feel like as well, this is kind of really just come to me as we find with these episodes is that we, we kind of, have a topic and we, we spend kind of, far too much time preparing yeah it all starts as i'm like it's just five minutes and we'll throw some ideas and then somehow it's like an hour yeah. but it's just come to me it's like it's also that thing of why we're not so comfortable is like I, I don't know if i have it and i always say this kind of ethnic thing right is where you're, you're at home with your parents and then some sex scene comes on the tv mm. and everyone in the room freaks the fuck out they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? People having sex on the TV. You know, you'll be like, people start going to make tea or, or like looking at the floor. So, you know, someone starts talking about your auntie and or something, you know, everyone takes the subject away. And what it is, is that we're just really uncomfortable with sex, like especially in Britain. I think Britain is particularly bad from my experience of kind of living in Europe and also my travels is that other societies can be a lot more comfortable and some are worse. And it's just this, you just grew up with this kind of uncomfortability with the whole topic of sex. Totally. Uh, I didn't know it was exactly the same for you as it was for me. Mm. Uh, it's definitely a huge Asian <laughs> thing. So my background is Mauritian, but essentially 99% Indian. And largely culturally, mm. culturally, th yeah, there's looking away from the TV screen. It's a whole, <laughs> a, whole a whole culture, not even a whole culture of peoples. Yeah. <laughs> Just looking away. And as you can see, it's, it's, it's such a sex in general, let alone sexual one's own sexual desire. Sex in general is such a taboo topic mm. in so many cases and, and for so many people. It just people get funny about it. Mm. And by funny, I mean awkward. I mean, super awkward. Yeah, like, weird. It's as if, yeah. as if you're speaking about stabbing people in the eye with spoons. You know, it's like, <laughs> right? It's like, actually, but it's just, I always think it's really funny. It's like, you know, I've got some friends and like their parents gave them a little chat about sex, you know, when they were young. And I kind of think back to like my mum who, you know, she's been amazing, but she's, you know, she's quite a religious woman. I grew up in quite a religious mm. house, you know, Pentecostal church every oh. Sunday, maybe church on the, on the, like maybe twice on a Sunday, you know, you go morning church, then evening church. So sex wasn't really something that was talked about. And you know, it just meant that it was this kind of this taboo subject in the house and never spoken about. And it just, it just breathes this kind of, that it's something weird. But actually, if you think about it, your parents have done it. Definitely your parents have done it <laughs> at least once, maybe multiple times if you've got siblings, right? Mm. And it's just something we do. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went on a course earlier this year. Uh, no, sorry, early last year, early this year, when you just started. Earlier last year, <laughs> uh, it was called Quantum Leap, but it was all about um, the basically they call it sacred sexuality and the essence what really kind of drew me to the event was pure and simply in the marketing of the event it just said that sex is a natural energy mm. and i was like oh yeah that's just that's obvious like what you know when you hear it it's like oh that's obvious like this is interesting 
and and so I, yeah I, I went to to find out more and but but just you know th- to leave it there on that point but like in the sense that sex is a natural energy it's innate everyone has it if mm. we all have it there's not a single human being or is there is there there must be i don't know maybe. i think there is yeah sorry for those who don't have it but i pre- predominantly mm, predominantly <laughs> i revert back to my long words now predominantly <laughs> all fact predominantly mm. all humans have it except for those who possibly don't, don't we'll have, have to it. look this up and get back we'll to this but no like and i can talk from a point of view like i've been on a on a tantra workshop that I've been doing weekly, well, it's not really a workshop, is it? It's more of a course. Um, mm. But actually, they they believe that that this sexual energy is is your desire energy is actually some of the most powerful energy in your body, and that we live in a society now where we're so it's just so imbalanced that it's causing all sorts of problems as a society in general. Mm. Now we're slightly getting off topic, aren't we? I think. Yes. Yes. I was actually thinking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but so, so well then, you know, wh- like what's, what's the importance of it in, in regards to dating? Uh, I think we're making a case here that sexual desire is, as I said right at the start, sexual, sexual desire is a foundation of connection building. Mm. And, and I think this is the main thing that gets massively overlooked. We spoke about in the last episode about pickup lines and dating techniques in general. And there's a lot of emphasis from people or even f- uh, uh, wanted from people, men specifically, mm. they want to know the how. Like, the how, how do I get how, the girl? How, how. how do I approach? How do I take her home? Whatever. How do I get another date? Mm. But then there is a massive lack in connection. And then they're wondering why and is it the conversation? Did they listen enough? Yeah. Did they, did they, um, did they touch enough in some regards? But here, what we're saying is actually, really, it, there's, a, there's a level of comfort that you must have with yourself and then the other person feels comfortable. Mm. So let me say that again. It's like when you're comfortable in your own sexuality, then someone else that you're talking to, whether it's a man or a woman, they feel comfortable. So if you don't feel comfortable, you feel awkward, like it's bad and wrong, like we've just discussed, like culturally we come from a history of sex being bad and wrong, yeah, look totally. away from the TV. Uh, and, and then, you know, we take that out into the world and, and when we're going on dates or we're just meeting people in general, we, we hold this awkwardness, this funniness, and then people themselves feel awkward. And I know this, again, so I know this from my own experience. It's like similar to Dave, like, you know, growing up in a, with a religious background and feeling like I shouldn't be looking at women, I shouldn't be touching them, mm-hmm. uh, especially when they're parental figures around, but even when they're not. You know, it's ingrained. You know, I remember for a long, long time I struggled with the eye contact thing. Mm. You know, I really kind of beat myself up for it. But then I look back now and I can just see that it was just something that was bestowed upon me in terms of a way of being that, you know, it would be, it's it's, it's inherently wrong. Yeah, you were told that it was, it was wrong to look at women. Yeah, exactly. So that was my experience, right? And and what I find fascinating uh, about this topic is Dave and I have vastly contrasting experiences growing up and they lend us our individual experiences and expertise in regards to this particular episode well all the episodes but in this episode how it impacted us and how we came to who we are today and we're obviously different still but the level of comfort and expression is definitely there so dave yeah what was your experience actually uh, i think I they're, guess, uh, they're uh, dying me, to know yeah they're dying dying <laughs> to know um i i i feel like i came to i always feel like i came to the kind of the dating party quite late you know at like 18, like 17, 18, 16, 17, 18 years old, and then into like university and stuff. And I guess for me, it was that I 
I kind of realized that I was very comfortable with women because I had lots of female friends in, mm. in early kind of child, only early ah, and adolescence. Um, so I was very comfortable with, I never remember to forget this English class I had and there was some girls from school. Were you in my year's class at school? We went to school together. Yeah, um, I don't know. And I, think so. I got on really t- well with these two girls who sit behind me. And my teacher turned around at one point and was like, David, can you stop flirting with those two girls? I'm getting jealous. And if you saw this teacher, she's probably like, she was quite old. <laughs> she was a lovely woman, lovely, lovely, great teacher, one of the best teachers I've ever had. Um, but it was like, that was kind of what I was doing. I wasn't flirting really. They were just my friends, you know, I was totally in the friend zone. <laughs> I was like 14. Um, but it, equally, you know, have, they would come over and tell me all their, their, their men problems and they'd be sitting on my leg. So I was very comfortable with kind of touching women. And it was just, you know, something that was normal for me in my life and mm. into kind of early, you know, early manhood. Um, it kind of stayed that way into my dating. So it was something I was very comfortable mm. with. And, and yeah, comfort was was uh, definitely there for you throughout. Um, mm. That's de- that's definitely what I get from when we share our, our different experiences. That you've always just had a, lem- a level of comfort that, well, m- you know, most men envy. You know, mm. they wish they could be comfortable. And 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 actually, like wh- what it lends itself to is in building connection, is in actually conveying yourself mm. sexually. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we were discussing different things that we could be um, using as examples on this podcast. And you know, for David, in certain cases, like you know, it's just a look, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's something. Uh, I I always have this kind of joke. Then I say to you, it's like, oh, you know. If you see a girl you like, you should just look at her for half a second longer than you should, mm. you know, because it's kind of communicating that, you know, you, you see her, I mm. see you, you know, yeah. and I, I see you and then you can let that feeling sit with you a little bit for that half second. Yeah. And now we're going to get into trouble because all these weirdos are going to be looking at people for too long. And well, stuff, so. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? Because as soon as you say that, I know like some people poss- possibly are like jotting this down with a bit of, uh, with a bit of paper and pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah jotting this down. <laughs> chiseling it into stone and <laughs> but but you see this is the thing it's like you know okay you know david's saying look at them half a second longer and then you know someone's gonna like okay i read the instructions wrong now i've been arrested for being weird and and i was spending way too long looking at looking at someone and you see because it's the in, for, for david uh, and for myself and where we're coming from today it's the in, it's the intention it's the intention of like where david's coming from and so we'll get a bit more we'll get a bit more into that in a bit. So like we want to move into we discussed like why it's important, right? And, yeah, I think and, we really and, get that why it's important. Yeah. And so we want to move into like, well, okay, so sexual desire, like it's important. How? So like how do we how do we make this useful in our lives? So one of the first things really is acknowledging um, mm. that as we're saying about the cultural backgrounds starting to notice and acknowledge how much that taboo impacts you and your feelings around sex and your sexual desires like we again in our preamble uh, david was saying about um well you know we were talking like how talking freely about sex Mm. uh, with with people you just met um telling stories talking about past relationships and how for some people they feel weird if someone else is talking about past relationships and and i know for myself as well especially a lot more before, there's a sense of jealousy. And mm. I couldn't even tell you where that jealousy came from. Jealousy if you were, say, on a date and a girl was talking about a past lover. Yeah, yeah. Or even in, in relationships that I've had in the past mm. where I'd feel a sense of jealousy, like I wouldn't want to hear about that. 
And I know that like that is not uh, an uncommon feeling. Yeah. Because I've heard plenty of men and I've, I've, I've seen it where they just feel like it's, they're just not comfortable. Yeah. Or they'll even be like, oh, why was that girl talking about her ex-partners? And they'll yeah. make it mean something. Yeah. But really, it's just an experience. And, it's, and then, you know, the thing that really, in, in, in that particular case, uh, my advice to anyone who's feeling jealous, well, at least for anyone um, who's had experiences like me, would be to be like, well, actually, we're all the same. We've all had experiences, mm. you know? Like, so we, you know, and I don't think there's a single guy or girl out there who hasn't desired more than one person. Yeah. You know, and if they, if they have, if they claim to, like, you are a special case. Yeah. I yeah. must say, you are very special and unique and one of the only people in the world because we all have sexual energy and desires and that energy passes on to different people at different mm. times, yes. you know? So, so so yeah so that's what i that's one of the first things and letting go of taboos i think is what we were yeah and shame i think there's a really big one around mm. shame so we have a lot of shame around sex i was talking to um two ladies i knew last night we were kind of talking about how the catholicism how the catholic and there's a lot of shame mm. around sex and how it's wrong and it's bad wrong it's wrong and bad sex is wrong and bad and you shouldn't do it mm. and that's basically what religion tells you for the most part it's wrong it's bad and you shouldn't do it and because you're reprogrammed from such a young age about this it's really hard to get rid of. It's really difficult and you have to do a lot of work, you know? And we, we, we were talking about this earlier about how, you know, what, what sort of work do you do? You know, how do you go, how do you start to unpick that? And, you know, the, like the, both, both me and AJ have done a huge amount of kind of mm. self-discovery and self-development and self-help work and, and got coaching and around all sorts of subjects. But actually you need to start looking like, why do you feel this way? What's going on? What's, okay, you feel, you feel ashamed about sex or you feel that it's bad and wrong or you feel it's dirty and it's like, but why? Oh, because, you know, I have a religious background and I was told it was wrong. And, and then now you say, okay, well, I now know it's not wrong. It's fine, right? Yeah, and, and just to add to that as well, it's like, I just, I, I don't know, I, I get the feeling it's important to, to outline this. We're not here saying that you need to go out and, and have loads of sex with people and, and disobey your particular beliefs and, and whatnot. That's true. Yeah, we're not saying that, no. We're actually saying, have a look at what you feel and how you feel and what the actual emotions are and then start to deconstruct those for yourself and realize that your taboos and concerns, I, I mean, sex is a natural force. It's, it's, it's there. Natural so regardless of what you choose to do with your sex, it's more about you owning your own sexual desires mm -hmm. and recognizing that it's actually something that all human beings are experiencing. There's, you know, as we were saying before, like every human being has sexual desires. Yes. And, and yet we make it such a funny weird topic and mm. then when we like in, in, like the old school or um, when you're young rather not old school when you're young and it's kind of like that boyish sort of like awkwardness and mm. you're making these weird oh, jokes boy. and and there are men you know well into their you know late 20s 30s and stuff and they're very awkward and they're still making a weird awkward jokes and like the, the laugh that makes you i can't I, I wish i could repeat the laugh now but the laugh that makes you cringe <laughs> and they just you're like oh dude and like no that's just no don't don't do it so yeah, it just it's not it's not the same as just being comfortable. And I, I know, and and something that it makes me think of is when I uh, when we were coaching back in the day, I used to explain this to guys by saying how when you're comfortable, or rather, if you use another man as uh, as an example, like the difference between a man who's comfortable in his sexuality and his and his sexual desires uh, is like in in the workplace where. The difference is the difference between the man who's having sex in the uh, in the stationery closet and the one that's getting done for sexual harassment. And and then and there's two there's two levels of that. Like there's the the guy who how did we say it earlier the guy who 
he's um, he's sleazy. He's yeah. like always putting it on, yeah. and he's almost he has no control of his sexual desire. He's, he has he's no, energy, his energy, his sexual energy is always just leaking out everywhere. Yeah, you know? and then there's like the the sort of quiet quiet one who just makes people feel uncomfortable with their presence. Yeah. And it just and again it's just that that inability to just be comfortable with one's own sexual desires. desires and realize that it's that was very good thinking there. Yeah. <laughs> Based on the backing. <laughs> You're a backup singer. <laughs> well, backup singer. The man in your beads, backup singer. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, just not being comfortable. Uh, and really, I mean, if you're listening to this and you think we're talking shit, that's completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's completely fine. But um, it, like really from my own experience of being that awkward guy, and really feeling stiff and not knowing, feeling like, oh no, I'm gonna be judged and they, oh no, she caught she caught me looking at her. Oh, like, oh shit, like, oh no, run, I was like, run, run at the club. I'm gonna go to run. jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, to, to just having, being able to just speak freely. It, it, there's so many, like, again, we'll, we'll move more into that in a bit, but it's so important to just recognize the emotions in your mm, There's one thing I wanna just get back to really quickly. It's about acknowledgement actually, is because we talk about acknowledging sexual desires, but what we didn't really say is like, I also to get is that people's sexual desires are different. Mm. And like, you know, you may have fetishes that you really enjoy. You might like, you know, leather or spanking or rolling bald mm. eggs on the floor or, you know, whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. And actually, and it's part of that, it's just being comfortable with that is what you, that's what you desire. And then just being like, that's okay, you know? Mm. And I, I've always felt like if you don't acknowledge those, they just, they kind of morph and become more strange and weird in your head because you're not, you're not even acknowledging them to yourself and being comfortable with them mm. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, and that's actually the first thing is actually really acknowledging it for yourself. So like, so like David said earlier, both he and I have done a plethora of, of work on ourselves uh, in individually, like, you know, I've actually, I don't think I've ever intended any sort of tantric or anything with you. No, no. Uh, in particular. Um, other than, yeah, the only work me and David have done together is going out to clubs, I think. So, <laughs> so uh, oh, yeah, there's, there's uh, other educational courses, but that's not like, you know, uh, dating related. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, so, you know, from the beginning, like I've like books on a very sim on the, on the very basic level, like just reading different books, opening myself up to the topic. Yeah. And, and again, if you're not comfortable, it, one can find it very difficult to even admit yeah to admit that one needs like one needs more information and guidance yeah 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 i don't I, and i feel like this is something else important to say like even it's not something dave and i experience it's like i'm aware that there are guys out there who have a certain sense of pride about who they are their sex ability their performance yeah their performance that's it like you should somehow just like hit the road running and know everything and yeah, be a king yeah. and you're the best. It's a very kind of like playground sort of mentality. Like yeah, I'm better than you and I've always been this way. And Yeah, I feel like this, this is kind of, I guess this point here for us is like education. Educate yourself mm. about sex. Like I, it's something that, you know, I have always been really passionate about from a, I remember when I was young, like watching like TV and watching programs about women and pleasure and like, you know, sex and sex toys. And you remember that program, Eurotrash, I guess it was kind of semi-porn, but it mm. used to have like bits and pieces about things like that. But also like into my adulthood is just um, reading. Like if there is some sort of sex column, help column in a newspaper, not necessarily newspapers, magazines or online, I always read them because I'm always interested in what problems people are having and what the advice is. Because it's just like, well, this is one of those things that no one ever teaches you how to do. No, one, Your dad doesn't come along and go, son, so you're 18 now. <laughs> this is what a vagina looks like. This is how you put it in. 
and this is how you play the clitoris, <laughs> right? No one does that. And if your father did that, you know what? That's a good man right there. Well, they teach you the basics in school. I remember some sort of sex, edu- they sh- sex education. They give you some sort of hole and maybe a, a, a banana or a, yeah. a cucumber. It's, but like not- a, it's like foundational basics. Mm. So what I'm saying here is educate yourself, you know, pick mm. up some books, do some reading. Like I've, I recently read a really interesting book. It wasn't really about sex, but also more about kind of, it was, about, it was a book about swinging actually from a female point of view. And it was incredibly educational for me because it, really talked about why women swing. Mm. And from a point of view of desire, it's like really interesting to see the sort of desires that women have. Like mm. it was going for everything from like couples swinging fully into like, you know, full on gangbangs and stuff like that. Like mm. people were recounting and talking about why they enjoy it and they love it. So it allowed me to see why people were having, what women were having those desires and also allow myself to be even more comfortable with my own desires around that sort of thing. And actually, there's something we forgot to mention earlier. I mean, we said it in in one way, but women love sex just as much as men, oh, if not, if not more. more so. Yeah. You know, like there's something that again, I'll go back to my tantra learnings, and it's like they say that the that a woman's orgasm is like a thousand times more powerful than mm, a man's. There you go. And I tell you, you know, I've seen some women orgasm, and like I feel I feel jealous. You know, well, I wish I could experience that sort of that sort of shaking feeling and power. Yeah, yeah, like I mean. Mathematically, mm. men can orgasm once. Yeah, women can many, orgasm many, mo- many, many times. Yes, these are these are the facts, guys. This is true. <laughs> these are the facts. <laughs> so, just like mathematically, who's enjoying sex more here? Yeah, you know, and and it's just there's, there's like a misconception out there that women don't enjoy sex or that they don't want it. It's like it's mm. it's men are trying to coerce and trick women into having sex when mm. you know I, we were talking about this earlier as well. And I was saying that sometimes you know, guys, you need to realize that you might go on a date for a woman. And she wants to have sex as much as you do, if not more. Mm. Just, you know, sometimes maybe you need to just acknowledge that for yourself and go, ah, I'm on this date and, you know, she's here with me. So she must, you know, second, third date, she must like me. She must find me attractive. Now, that's cool, right? She must find me sexually attractive and that's fine. And maybe she wants to have sex with me. But just acknowledge that to yourself because I think a lot of guys kind of enter into a date and... And they're kind of thinking, okay, how am I going to make that happen? How am I going to get to this? What do I need to say? Do I need to bounce into another location? Do I need to take them to a really cool bar? Do I need to give them a great meal? And sometimes it's just like, just be present. Just be present to what's happening. Well, that, that's a great segue into this concept that I used to coach guys in. And I was taking David through this uh, before just to give him a sense of it. And people often, as they've said, they're worried about all the logistics and the techniques and the do's and the don'ts. And really, when you're comfortably sexually and you know that sex is there, it's available, it's something that natural that people do, then when you're on a date and you're vibing on that level Mm. and you're comfortable and you know that sex is somewhere where it can lead, but it's not something that you ultimately are thirsty and hungry and (sighs) designed for, then your whole interaction is different. You're free, you're playful. So I took Dave through this exercise earlier and it was like the... It's basically in, in three parts. And the first part is like, Dave, if you were to approach a girl and you were just focused on how to approach a girl, how would you say hello? Um, you know, I'd be kind of thinking of something cool and funny to say, probably. And how would you say hello? Like, how um, would you right, oh, hello. Yeah. Hi, I'm David. Yeah. Or, you know, I'd talk about the weather yeah. or yeah, you what like, she's wearing or something. Dave was like, he, he also added, like, he likes to, like, 
look at situational things and what you know something to spark the conversation mm, be present to something yeah. that's going on around yeah, yeah yeah but like so like you said you just heard him say hello that certain way now if you were to approach and assume that at some point you'd be kissing this girl in the back of your mind how would you say hey mm. um okay you can't see i'm smiling now i'm like <laughs> <laughs> no, they can hear it mm. yeah they can hear I'd be it. like hey yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or you, you're in that assumptions i'd probably be like hey how are you doing and i'd probably be looking at her lips by this point yeah so then finally, in the third version, if you were to approach a girl and you knew in the back of your mind that this could lead to sex, how would you say, hey? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> how would I say, you know, I might even speak. I might just, just look and just nod and smile and, and then say hello or say something. <laughs> <laughs> but you, so like the, the other thing as well that uh, he mentioned earlier was that, that he would naturally probably touch the woman it was just a, there was a whole essence of that. So the the point here is when you're when you're in that mind, when you're in that that frame of mind, and you're free and you're easy, you're not worried about the specifics. Mm. You're you're connecting on a on a far more emotional level, and and it's not to say you should go out now and just have this end result and this is what you do and you're going to get laid. No, it's actually what all the other stuff we've just said before. Become comfortable in yourself and realize that sex is just something that's there. Mm. it's it's always there the, the only thing is that we act so weird and estranged about it that like i've trust me i've i've uh, i've gone from being someone who's so like stuck and stiff and awkward and feeling like this is not something that women want and it's it's bad and it's wrong and you know i need to proceed with caution at every stage and and actually this is the issue right like that that when we're not comfortable then at every step of the interaction it's just awkward it's hard mm. it's difficult and when you're comfortable it's like you know the difference between what dave just said at the beginning when he's thinking of how to to start the conversation to when he's already assuming that the sex could be available it, it's got it goes from words to no words it mm. goes from just being like oh hey like how are you doing and just really relaxed really chill he's coming from a different place mm. and you know aj touched on another really important point there is um is is being comfortable with touch and I just feel like this is something we have have in our, especially in the British Isles here, in um, where people don't really touch each other. We shake hands, and mm -hmm. I find shaking hands is a very, um, it's a very far away thing, right? It's very, I'm keeping distance between me and you, and only touching as little as I can. And if you you experience some other cultures around the world where people are a lot more, you know, what we call kind of touchy feely, and I remember being in South America and people hug each other there a lot more, mm. you know. And I've been involved in like certain like yoga places I've been to and even the tantra school that I attend. It's like there, everyone just hugs each other. And it, it's a hug. You say hello with a hug because you're human beings. You're, you're greeting another human being. And what it's really shown me in the last quite few years of where I've become more and more comfortable with touch is that actually like touching another human being is very normal, right? It's, it's, it's how we connect with each other. It's, it makes us feel comfortable and, and okay with the other person we've just met. So more and more become comfortable with touch and in, including in this, I find is like from a non-sexual point of view is like friends and family, you know, like how often do you, do you hug your friend? Like how often do you hug your, your family, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your mum, your dad, like become more and more comfortable with touch because this will help you in, in your dating and in your relationships where you become a lot more central and just comfortable with being touched by another and touching another. Yeah, and just to finish off on that point, human beings are tactile beings. Don't we? We are. We 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 actually there's a, there's a whole 
not theory i think it's, a, it's actually a proven fact that how we release emotions through hugging and and you mm. know it's like a, it's almost like a therapy and there's a bonding as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's this whole thing where they did it with like i know they do, it with, they do these things with rats where the rats are left isolated and they don't touch each other and they just become unhappy and sad mm. and their brains suffer everything it's like you know it's so important for us to experience touch throughout our lives so you know i'd say right now if you're with another human being and sitting with a friend hug your friend you know hug your work colleague whatever it may be you know just get more and more used to kind of hugging people um just just to get that kind of simple simple touch mm. yeah so the, i think the other point for me i probably my last point here um on this topic is also talking about sex this is something that i find really interesting it's probably one of my favorite topics of conversation to be honest <laughs> with with people i know or even kind of semi-strangers because I feel like it's just an important topic, isn't it? It's just so important to, to life and that to have life continue. And I see how we don't always talk about sex between friends, even especially men. Men have this really weird way of talking about sex sometimes with other guys when they're being very kind of laddish and, and kind of what we call kind of traditionally masculine about it. It's like, yeah, oh, I met that girl. Yeah, I banged her. Yeah, it was great. But it's actually... We're not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about going, you know, talking about your friend and going, oh, yeah, so this girl is really beautiful, it's really nice. This was really good. I really enjoyed this, or I'd have liked to do this. I'd like to experience this and talk to your, your actual friends, male friends, and, you know, and talk about this sort of thing to get an idea for yourself, but also see how other men are feeling and also women in your life as well. It's very important to talk, to learn by talking to the women you know, whether it be friends or if you've got sisters and you're comfortable in that way, to talk to them about it. And even like I, I'm a big advocate of on dates. Like I, I, it's probably one of the things I really go into pretty quickly. Talking about sex is on dates, and uh, I know that's often seen as a one one of the things you shouldn't really talk about. But you know, I'm not really down with things I shouldn't talk about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, it's just kind of how it is for me. I just really feel very open about it as a subject to talk about in groups or whatever it may be, because I just love to hear other people's opinions. And there was actually a, a friend of mine, kind of. Uh, who I travelled with, and he kind of pulled me up a, I can't remember when it was, about how I'm very quick to start talking about sex mm. within a group. And I'd never really realised this. I, and he was like to me, he's like, Dave, you know, you will start talking to sex with virtual strangers, people you don't even know their names, you've been talking to them for like two or three <laughs> minutes, but, but because you're so comfortable with it, it puts them at ease instantly, that you're comfortable, they become comfortable, and the conversation just flows and everyone is enjoying it because everyone's feeling comfortable and open. You know, and this is something that can really be powerful in, in for yourself in connecting with your own desires and what you want and learning about other people as well. Yeah, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about being comfortable in your own self. Yeah. And um, and then actually everyone feels comfortable because, again, it's actually just something that everyone's thinking, doing, you know, mm -hmm. sex. And and the final point from, from me on this episode is, again, it's, and it does relate to what David's saying here as well. It's about the when you're comfortable with that, with your sexual desires and how you, you think and feel, then there's less of a restriction on how you express yourself, how you are sexually, how you touch another person. You're free to play. So mm. even you know during sex, uh, just on a date, whatever, you have so much more creativity, freedom, playfulness, like variation you know you, you you don't get stuck in like one particular way you don't get stuck in your head mm. you know you're just very free you're not worried about 
all of these oh no it was bad and wrong this and that blah, blah, blah. and again you know this is not about you know doing things you don't have I'm not, we're not talking about you know becoming promiscuous here or anything it's it's just about for yourself whatever you choose whatever your expression is but actually being comfortable whether you're in a relationship mm. whether you're, you're you're dating and just what it frees up because i think this is also and i forget now if we've covered it in this one but just how in a relationship how that stuckness can then devolve into no sex no intimacy lack of excitement in mm. a partner especially as a relationship you know goes over time i couldn't think of a long word there but, <laughs> but over time long long time relationship long time long, time, long yeah, time long time relationship where things become ordinary or mm. uh, or what is it like stale yeah stale ordinary uh predictable mm. and, and, and these things and genuinely often it can be a case of one not feeling free to express themselves one waiting for the other partner to do to take mm. the initiative one being worried about what the other partner would say uh, you know like david was saying you know whatever your sexual desires whatever they are to really own them and you know if you can talk about them then amazing because then you can actually talk about them in the relationship mm. like you know if whatever like they would say whips <laughs> we say whips, whips come to mind like yeah whips i think it's, it's it's yeah. it's what's really beautiful is that you can in a relationship this is such an important thing you know because i've speak to hear a lot of people moving to relationships and they're becoming quite sexless and it's because not just because but i think one of the things is is you stop like desiring each other and expressing desire for one another as well stop playing yeah you stop playing something yeah. fun with it and you may desire to do you may desire to go to a swingers party right and you can you can fully say to your partner i'd like to go to a swingers party and there's nothing bad and wrong in that. And that's okay to ex express that feeling. Mm. And if your partner says, no, I don't want to do that, that's fine too. Mm. But you've expressed it. You've, you've had that desire and you've expressed it and they've heard you and they said no. And then you can talk about it. And it may be that you just go there and you watch or you go there and you sit there or you go and play together. But if you have the desires, with your, especially with a partner, it's so healthy, in my opinion, to express them together, mm. to express them to your partner, because otherwise they just get stuck. That energy gets stuck again, you know? It doesn't really move. It doesn't really go anywhere. Like I think we really talked about that in our last episode, but yeah. yeah. Well, any, any other points here? No, I'm done. No, we're pointless now. <laughs> <laughs> but we're done. Yeah, yeah, but I just feel like, you know, these, Everything here, though we, we talk a lot from a point of view of single and being single, this is also very, really relevant through of being in a relationship, you know, is talking about sex and realizing that your partner, man or woman, also wants to have sex. Even if you don't feel that they do, be there, have that conversation. And then also even the, the, where we talked about shame is is kind of going over that with each other and talking about that. Like, oh, how do you feel? What's your upbringing around sex? Is there any shame? Is there any, you know, bad and wrongness that comes up for you? And actually mm. kind of having those conversations. So I think that's it. I think we've wrapped that up nicely. One of my favorite topics there. Yeah, thank you again for listening. We were so appreciative of the feedback that we're getting from people and mm. the ideas. It's really quite beautiful for us to be able to put this message out. And, you know, just, just ask you that you you know, tell your friends and family or anyone you know who could benefit from hearing this. And please subscribe on iTunes. And if you, you've loved the episode, please review it because that, that, that makes a huge difference to us. It enables us to get our message to more and more people in the way that iTunes works. Well, yeah, uh, if, you, if you like what we're doing, then uh, one of the best places to keep up to date with us is iTunes, as David said. 
And then there's also Instagram, which is at Authentic Dating Series, where we'll be posting updates and other little comments with regards to the episodes, sharing written bits of wisdom and mm. other bits. Uh, David has some ideas of sharing more stories from his own life. Yeah. Uh, so he's really excited about that. Get in, and also, yeah, get in touch uh, with us. Feel free to contact us with any questions. We're more than happy. We we love it, in fact, and we keep track of it all. And uh, it really helps to inform our episodes and what we say in future episodes. So, yeah, uh, thanks from me as well. Uh, really, really uh, love all the listeners and everyone who's been giving us feedback. And it's a pleasure, genuine pleasure to be sharing our knowledge. Mm. Love, peace. <laughs>